Hello and welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi, I'm your host Katrina and welcome to Lazada Insider. Don't forget to follow this channel for exclusive insights every week. More and more, many companies are leveraging the reach of influencers to support their businesses to increase awareness and drive sales. And it turned out to be quite effective. There was a study done by MediaKicks, and it shows that 89% of the companies said the return on investment from influencer marketing is better or at least comparable to other marketing channels. And that is what we're going to discuss today. We have expert guest Jessica joining us from IPG Media Brands. Jessica has over 13 years of experience in consumer insights and strategic planning. And she's currently the insights and strategy director in IPG Media Brands. Hi, Jessica. Welcome. And it's great to have you on Lazada Insider. Thanks. Thanks, Scott, for having me. It's an honor. Hello. Good afternoon to everyone. Before we dive into today's topic, tell us a bit more about what your position entails as the Insights and Strategy Director in Media Brands. Yeah, so basically as an Insights and Strategy person, you know, in, in, in the company, what I do is use a lot of consumer insights to be able to fuel um, the media strategies, the plans, and sometimes even creative strategies for our current brands. So when it comes to New businesses, we also participate in that. So for pitches, we also do a lot of inputs when it comes to insights and also strategy to be able to um, create better plans and, you know, hopefully to win those accounts as well. Nice. So let's talk about influencers. I guess the first thing is really to understand who they are. So how do you define influencers and why are they so important for businesses? Yeah, well, let's start first with, you know, the textbook definition of what influencers are is, you know, basically what they're called influencers. They have this influence, you know, in the form of followers and engagements from these followers so that they could promote a brand and convince them to try out the products and whatever services that, that they're selling. And they're supposedly the ones who are experts or with high level of knowledge in a specific field where they're famous in. But you know, in this present day, uh, influencers are actually becoming more and more like an everyday man. And so the, the context and how they're actually situated now is more in a real life context and scenarios. And so if an influencer before was famous for, let's say, gaming or comic or um, cooking, for example, right now they're actually taking all of those and situating themselves in real life scenarios. And so they can do any um, a lot of things and they can actually expand um, their portfolio and their influence way beyond what they were initially famous for. So, but yeah, basically it's really the influence that they have and the following that they have that makes them very important for brands and businesses right now. Yeah. And what is special about influencers um, when it comes to their impact versus, um, let's say, celebrities? Uh, are there anything special and unique about uh, this group of people that business find them uh, more attractive? Right. Because as I mentioned, since they're more about authenticity and, you know, more relatable and they're becoming more relevant, 
Um, they're very different to how celebrities are being appreciated right now because of trust, basically. Because when you get, for example, a celebrity, a lot of people actually are starting to think that that's paid and, you know, they're probably not using those brands anyway. And so there's a certain level of fakeness. I don't know if that's the word, but, you know, but because people have been so used to seeing celebrities promoting certain brands, they start to think that there's a little bit of inauthenticity there. So what's special about these influencers is that they actually seem to be more relatable and closer to the consumers. And it feels like whatever they're doing, it's certainly something that you can also do as well. Whatever they're using, it's mm -hmm. something that you can also use as well because they, they feel a lot more closer um, versus closer to you versus, let's say, a celebrity to you, which feels a little bit yeah. distant, mm -hmm. and, right? Yeah, yeah I, I like what you said about being authentic and relatable as the key beauty of influencers. And that actually means it is actually very important for business to choose the right influencers um, right. to ensure the collaboration is almost natural, organic, genuine. Um, I guess finding an influencer might not, might not be difficult, but the crux of the matter is really finding the right one for your business mm -hmm. and brands. Right. Um, so what, what, are the, what are the key things and criteria a business should look at when they search for an influencer and how do you make sure it is the right match? Well, just like any other campaign, right? We really have to start with what the objective is, what the brand, want to, what the brand wants to achieve. So whether it's awareness or educating the market or convincing them to purchase, we really have to start from there. But after that, um, the next question that I guess we all need to ask ourselves is, what is the personality of my brand? And how will these influencers actually align with the tonality or the personality of what the brand actually wants to stand for? So if that's all um, you know, taken care of, you already know what the objective is and you know what your brand is about, then the next question is, of course, finding an influencer with a certain number of followers that is, you know, um, palatable to your campaign. So, of course, you need someone who has a, a robust number of followers and also engagement. So it's not just about the number of following, but also the quality of engagement and followers that these um influencers have for you to be able to make a perfect choice and then of course the next um, criteria probably is to think about what the role of influencer marketing is to your entire campaign so is it just this touch point that you're gonna use therefore you're probably gonna need a lot of influencers or let's say a mega influencer uh, at least to start it off or will it be like a part of a sustaining campaign and therefore you can space out um, the number of influencers and, you know, pepper it with um, smaller influencers, with bigger influencers. So there are a lot of things that there, that needs to be considered. So it's not just picking who um, the influencer should be, but how it aligns to what you want to achieve. Because each influencer actually um, differ when it comes to the kind of content that they also do. Um, and also, again, the quality of engagement that they get from their followers. So basically, there's got to be some framework that we still need to follow 
Um, because at the end of the day, this will still be a media touch point that needs to be maximized and, you know, um, find ways to make it um, efficient and worth our while when it comes to making it a part of a campaign. Nice. Well, you, you mentioned about different types of influencers just now. Um, let's discuss a bit more about this. One of the most common ways of classifying influencer is obviously by their size of followers, right? Wow. Number of followers and audience. Um, and there's a particular group that we call micro influencers. They have, um, I would say, gained quite some traction in recent years. Um, if this term sounds not so familiar for some of our audience, um, these uh, micro influencers are those with a thousand to a hundred thousand followers, depending on you know which channels they are at. Um, so, what is your view on the micro influencers compared to the celebrity ones? Yeah, so micro-influencers are, to your point, um, influencers with fewer followers compared to, let's say, the megastars or celebrities or the macro-influencers. But what's different and probably the reason why they're gaining traction over the years is that the, the level of engagement that these micro-influencers get from their followers are actually pretty higher compared to your celebrities. Because again, I will keep on mentioning trust and authenticity as well. They're and so people actually engage more with them, uh, interact more with them because, um, because of oh, that's who they are. That's basically how people actually see them. So another thing that makes them special is that they actually have more targeted audiences. So for example, there's a micro-influencer that's famous for cooking, for example. So likely the people who, even if let's say they only have 10,000 followers or 1,000 followers, but likely the people who follow these um, influencers are like-minded people who share the same interest. And so it becomes um, higher value when it comes to the audiences. They're more targeted. And when they post something about, let's say, food, because they're famous for cooking, then there's actually a higher chance that those like-minded people who follow them would be able to interact more with them or show more interest or probably um, give more um, credibility to these um, micro-influencers because they believe that this is really how they live their lives and that's how they use these products and the credibility and the trust is actually um, better for them versus celebrities who are sometimes seen to be scripted or, you know, they, they just, do things because the brands tell them to do stuff. But influencers, they do their own content and they produce their own content and they would really um, are perceived, they're actually perceived more to be real, more real and more authentic than celebrities. And that's, I guess, probably the reason why they're becoming more famous and more valuable actually for brands to tap uh, nowadays. Hmm, thank you for put a bit more rationale behind you know, these group of influencers becoming more and more popular. Now, if let's say a business has launched influencer marketing campaign, how can they know they're getting, let's say, the bang for buck, right? How can the business mm -hmm. evaluate whether an influencer campaign is successful? Right. Well, again, this is um, another component of, uh, of um, a marketing campaign or a media campaign, right? So just like any other campaign, there has to be a set measure of success or KPIs 
before setting foot forward in any kind of complaint. So if it's, let's say, awareness or consideration, um, all of these can actually be measured by a tracker, like a brand health tracker or media tracker metrics, or even bespoke um, effectiveness studies or celebrity effectiveness studies, if that is your KPI. But if you want to measure, for example, if an influencer would actually impact your sales or any part of the funnel or the brand funnel that you want to influence, then there will always be a more sophisticated kind of modeling or research like market mix modeling or full funnel modeling that uh, marketers can do to see how or the extent of the impact of these influencers are to, to your specific campaign. Of course, there are also engagement metrics like likes, um, shares, um, and um, number of comments on their posts. And if that is a KPI that you assign to your particular campaign, then you'll probably have more confidence to say that it worked because that's tangible. It's very tangible, you know, set of metrics that you get um, from the platforms that these um, influencers actually produce their content on. Um, another thing that you can check would be if the objective is sales and you put, let's say, promo codes in the posts of these influencers, then the, the brands can actually check um, as to how the, the promo codes have been used and utilized. And that is, again, another hard metric that we can check if indeed they work when it comes to pushing sales um, for the post that they did. So there are a lot of metrics and there are a lot of ways to check uh, on how um, these influencers actually are successful. But again, we need to go back to the objective and you know set the KPIs first and then check afterwards if all those things were achieved. Very nice. Um, as we mentioned before, influencer marketing has really evolved and grown greatly in recent years, but there are still some misconceptions and myths out there. What do you yeah. think is most misunderstood about influencer marketing? Well, most, actually there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to influencer marketing, but I guess uh, at the top of my head, what I could think is that you're thinking that you're getting a cheap endorser because you're not. Because yes, it may be cheaper when it comes to do you know, getting an influencer versus, let's say, a super popular megastar or celebrity. But of course, for influencer marketing to gain traction or for it to work, there's got to be still a substantial investment that the brand needs to spend for it to work. And so, again, it's not just about getting a cheap endorser. It's, it's not that. The mindset has to be, it's not about saving money, but it's about getting the influencers and the trust and the authenticity and the realness, the relevance and the relatability of all these influencers for them to help your brand. So it's not just about saving money. Another thing is that the investment also, when it, time, when it comes to briefing a number of influencers, would be greater compared to, let's say, briefing just one. So the investment of time briefing, preparation, aligning their content with your campaign and your objective is also another thing that, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of misconception that they think it's easier to get an influencer, it's cheaper to get an influencer. But at the end of the day, if you stack them all up together, um, it's still hard work 
and it's it will still cost you. But yeah, the, the engagement would of course be different and um yeah. I guess I guess that's it. So that's one. Um another another thing or another misconception that I'm thinking about is that you could just when you think about influencer marketing that you could just pick any influencer that you like because it's not um at the end of the day these influencers are not created equal not only because they have different numbers of followers but also because the, the level of engagement and the level of loyalty per per influencer will also differ so it's not just about picking any influencer that you like but it's still thinking about um the right one and you know picking the correct one because it's not really a one size fits all kind of solution you know just picking one influencer and then you know that the job is done it's not like that and then um possibly my last um misconception that i'm thinking about is that using an influencer will give you an instant sales boost because it's probably gonna be a, a long burn as well you know just like any other media campaign if our objective for example is awareness or consideration then that's probably what they'll build and not um sales right away so yeah so getting an influencer might not mean immediate sales but it's gonna give you other benefits and you know it's gonna move other needles within your funnel so depending on whatever you want to achieve yeah thank you um let's now shift gear a little bit and look into the years to come what mm -hmm. does the future of influencer marketing look like in your eyes future of influencer marketing okay well well number one i guess is that we are never gonna go back to this glossy fully made up hard sell kinds of celebrities and influencers because more and more um, authenticity trust and real connection will continue to be the currency when it comes to choosing um, the influencers that would actually work so no more scripts but more real and engaging content that of course would mean better connections um, to the audiences at the end of the day so that's one another thing is that right now the future of influencers to earn or to be famous will not actually come from the brands alone so before well in the olden days that we do we use some um, celebrities the brands would tap the celebrities right and so the brands would be the ones who will monetize the efforts of that celebrity but right now the power is actually with the consumers already so for example here in the philippines there's a platform called Laika. i don't know if you're familiar with that and because um the consumers when they engage they can actually send let's say gifts in the form of gems to to the consumers and while they're doing that the influencers earn that and they can actually use that to purchase stuff um that are in partnership with that specific platform so for example um our previous miss university awards back actually i, I just read this a few days ago that she actually recently purchased a brand new car mini cooper using um like gems and she was able to pay for it in full using 
the gems that she got from the consumers. Wow. And so, yeah. And so when you think about it, the consumers can actually be the ones to help the influencers grow their base and become famous without even needing the brands to tap them anymore. So I think that's another future of influencers so that they won't just rely on brands tapping them, but just producing and creating their own content and just putting it out there and just, you know, wait for the consumers to interact with it. And, you know, there will be probably a lot of platforms in the future that will enable incentivizing them um, with those content. And then anybody, absolutely anybody can do that and earn from that without the help of brands anymore. Thank you for for, for sharing uh, and shed some lights on the future of influencer marketing. Uh, Uh Very insightful and definitely based on your experience, um, you know, working with many brands and you've been in this industry for a very, very long time. So definitely very insightful sharing. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much, Jessica, for a very insightful and fascinating sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Lizad Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. Lazada.